Hey sis, have you ever considered writing a book? Has the thought even crossed your mind? I know it's crossed mine more than once across my lifetime. Actually, it began at the age of seven when my mom asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I said an author. Since that time, I've considered it so many times. I've thought about doing a business book, writing kind of a personal development book. I've even published my very own journal in the past. And it's been a really cool experience learning about it. And I know that when the time is right, I will be an author. But through my research and kind of looking into all the different options for when I do write a book, I came across something super incredible and super exciting. And I wanted to bring that to you today because there are options for you. And I had no idea that there were so many different ways to get my story into the world. So whether writing a book is just a dream and it may be years away, or it's something that you're already in the process of, or it's something that you're just considering and you have a lot of questions around it. What does it look like to write a book? And could I write one? And who would listen? And how would I actually get it into the world? Today's podcast episode is specifically for you. I've invited Athena Dean Holtz onto the podcast. She serves as founder and publisher at Redemption Press, where her Romans 828 Books and Gifts is one of the few remaining independent Christian bookstores. She actually pioneered the indie publishing movement in the Christian space over three decades ago, and she was named Publisher of the Year in 2022. She is the author of Full Circle, Coming Home to the Faithfulness of God. She's the co-author of Together for a Purpose, Love and Mission in Marriage and Ministry with her pastor husband. She's also founder of the She Writes for Him movement, and her stuff is just absolutely incredible. But most importantly, I want you to hear what it means to look into getting your book into the world, and I want you to know the different options that are available for you. So grab a notebook and pen. Let's write your story. Hey friend, do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24-7? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi-six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee, because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Hey, sunshine, are you ready to grow a God-centered business that makes income and kingdom impact? Let's talk about where you are in your online business so that I can help you get there faster. First, if you're saying, I don't have a business and I need clarity, I have a workshop that will help you start your online business. Head to freeclarityworkshop.com and learn the exact steps to starting your very own online business from your calling. Or maybe you're saying, Steph, I have a business, but I want to grow an audience the easy way without the social media hustle. I want to invite you to my free workshop, which will show you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. That is at podcastforgrowth.com. Or you might be saying, Steph, I'm doing great. My business is working. I have a podcast, but I'm ready to go all in. I want to scale this thing and I want you to show me how to make 
money from my show. I want to get that visibility and I'm ready to go all the way in on this business model. Friend, you are an amazing candidate for podcast to profit my 90 day group coaching mastermind, which we do take applications for all year round. And you can get your application in early right now at podcast to profit mastermind.com for the next round, which will be kicking off in April. So no matter where you are, I have a solution for you. I'll meet you inside the workshops, the courses, or the program. All right, let's learn about writing a book. You ready? Hi, Athena. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. I am just delighted to be here with you. Well, first of all, everyone probably is wondering who you are and what you do. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are and what it is that you do today. All right. Well, um, Shortly after I got saved in 1986, I ended up um, helping my then husband, who was a Vietnam veteran, uh, develop and build a ministry to Vietnam veterans and their wives and their family members, Wow! Uh, really kind of educating them on PTSD before it was a thing and before it was a word or, mm-hmm. you know, nobody knew anything about it in the 80s. Yeah. And so we were busy wanting to help these veterans and their wives understand why they were acting the way they were, why they were so struggling so much. Uh And so out of that came uh, the desire to actually write a book that would be a kind of a, a layman's explanation rather than a veteran, a veterans administration doctor or a psychiatrist or whatever, but a layman's Uh, understanding of PTSD and how it affects the veteran, how it affects the family, all of that. Yeah. And so um, my husband wrote a manuscript that went through all of that. And then at the end, as a Vietnam veteran himself, just talked about his salvation experience and how Mm -hmm. God really made a difference in that struggle that he had with PTSD. And so, you know, he, we sent it out to all these publishers thinking, whoop, we're going to get a traditional publisher. Right. And got uh, no after no after no. And finally met a guy who um, was in a denomination in their publications department. He just said, look, first of all, this manuscript needs a lot of work. It Mm. needs a rewrite, which of course we were clueless to. Mm. And, um, He basically said, look, I'll do the rewrite for you. I will get someone to design the cover. I'll get the book, the text formatted. I'll get you your ISBN number. I'll get you 10,000 copies for a buck a piece. We're like, whoa, let's do this. And we had no idea where we're going to get the money, but we knew that was our answer to prayer. Right. And so, I mean, it was like within a week, this Korean veteran walked in our ministry offices. We'd never seen him before. We don't know who, I mean, as far as I know, he he could be, have been an angel, but he just showed up and said, I heard about your work. I heard you had a need. I love what you do here. And he wrote a check for the entire amount. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So it was like, all right, well, thank you Lord for that confirmation. And, you know, we were very young Christians at that time. So it was really a faith builder for us to see God provide. And so we, uh, did went through all the steps, ended up with our 10,000 books, had product to take to the traveling wall, had all sorts of opportunities to minister with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
we went through 10,000 copies in two years. Oh, wow. Now we gave away probably a couple thousand, but we sold the other 8,000 and really we lived on that money. That This was a ministry that was, you know, kind of hand to mouth. Yeah. And so we were in the green room getting ready to go on the 700 club and be interviewed by Sheila Walsh about their veterans event that we were involved in. And we met this guy and he just said, you've gone through 10,000 books in two years. I think I can get a publisher for you. And so um, he became our agent, even though that wasn't his line of work. He was in the music industry and um, he pitched the idea of this book and the track record to Multnomah publishers. And they, I mean, the guy read it on his flight home from the national religious broadcasters, read the book, just so happened his brother was a Vietnam veteran. I mean, it was just a God thing. Divine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And uh, he said, yep, we want it. And they then went on uh, to sell 40,000 books over the next eight years before they gave us back the rights. And um, to this day, there's uh, 250,000 copies that have been sold and a Amazing. million in print because we uh, gave the rights to all these veterans organizations to print and give them away. So, I mean, who knew? I mean, it wasn't even a thing back then to self-publish, to prove that you had a market so that a traditional publisher would pick it up. It was not a strategy. Now it's a strategy. So that again, another God thing. And, um, so amazing. So that that first kind of God nudge to write that book, which in and of itself is sometimes really scary, but you guys did it. And then God proved to open doors for you every step of the way to the, from the rewrite to the self-publish, the first 10,000 copies, to then getting the publishing deal to the 40,000. Like it's so fun to watch God's faithfulness through this whole process which has really, it was really these stepping stones for you to do this incredible work that you do now bridge the gap for us. Mm-hmm. What, what is that led to? Like, who is Athena now? And tell us about Redemption Press. Well, Athena is someone who has gone through um, lots of mountains and valleys in business. So I can completely relate to those women who are listening right now, because, uh, you know, this experience with the nom vet book, basically all of a sudden people started saying, Hey, can you help me with my book? I'm like, well, Mm. I guess I can, I got, I guess I can. And uh, so that began wine press publishing, which was really the first credible hybrid publisher, custom publisher back in the day when nobody was doing that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, that was um, an unbelievable um, experience. We just had editors from big publishing houses sending people to us instead of sending them a rejection letter, they just send them to us. And right. I mean, it was just amazing to watch God do this thing because we didn't know what we didn't know. And he just kept doing what he always does to show his faithfulness. But along the line, we ended up publishing a book for a quote unquote pastor who was really a false shepherd. And so we ended up actually losing wine press publishing to him and his wife. And that was a journey for me in 13 years of spiritual abuse 
which I went on to write about. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. Lost everything. Lost my marriage, lost my, all my relationships, lost my business, lost my house, lost my credit rating, lost everything. Almost lost my faith. Almost. Wow. Yeah. So Redemption Press is actually God's redemption and restoration after all of that happened. And he gave me an opportunity to dive in again to publishing and actually create a model that was way more author centric and really blessing the author instead of just making money off off the author, which there's a whole level of predatory companies out there. That's all they do is right. It's not a, it's not a call on, on their lives. They're just making, it's a cash cow for them. For sure. And so Redemption Press is um, nine years old uh, in a couple of weeks. And it has been the most amazing, you know, uh, roller coaster ride because I'm not the perfect leader and I, you know, don't like confrontation and I don't like conflict. And so I don't always deal with team members in a way that um, really either helps them move on if they're in the wrong spot or, uh, you know, deal with whatever their bad behavior is. And so I've, I've gone through, you know, God pruning and then rebuilding. And it has been, I mean, really most people who went through what I did would have uh, walked away from God and probably just curled up in a ball and never really done anything again. And so for him to just even give me the strength and the courage to rebuild that call, so to speak, on my life to help people tell their stories. Mm -hmm. uh, It's been, it's been an amazing journey. I love, I, in my mind immediately, when you said I lost everything and I almost lost my faith, I heard so clearly, like I'm a redeemer. And I, then you were like, and I started redemption press. It's just such a beautiful story of how often in business or in anything in your life, we go through something that teaches us the ultimate lesson of what we're called to do. If you hadn't gone through that experience, Redemption Press wouldn't have the God foundation that it has and how you guys focus so much on the author. And as I was going to, I had told my community, I was considering writing a book for a while. And as I was going, and I will eventually one day, and I'll most likely go with Athena Redemption Press, because as I was looking at different options, and we're going to talk to you guys about that in a minute, you can see and sense who's for you and who's looking at the work that you have to bring into the world as a ministry and as something that God's really calling you to do. Just like with me and people would ask me, Athena, can you show me how to start a podcast? That's how my whole thing started too. And it was like, God used people to encourage me to step into the call and same for you. So I just love so much that how your story comes full circle because so many people listening have gone through something similar and that's what their podcast is about. And that's what maybe the call in their life is about to potentially write a book. And you guys, whether you're thinking, maybe I'll write a book one day and you're like me, when I was seven, I heard you'll be an author. I know it's in my future. It's just a matter of timing. And, or I want to write a book that's going to be a CTA. It's going to be a business builder for me. That's great too. There's lots of different ways you can use your story and writing a book to either grow your business, to be a ministry, to reach people, to encourage. Maybe you have no, it has nothing to do with money for you. And it's truly just sharing your story. 
I wanted to bring Athena on because I want you to know that there are options for you. So let's begin, Athena. You threw out a lot of words in the beginning of your story, like manuscripts and hybrid publishing and ISBNs and agents. And I think that people are probably wondering, oh my gosh, this sounds really hard. What does all of that mean? Can we take it all the way back to the basics and discuss, first of all, and you can take whichever one of these questions first, what are the first steps if you even want to write a book? And then secondly, so you tell me which comes first. What's the difference between self-publishing, hybrid publishing, and traditional publishing? I would love to kind of set that framework for people. Okay. Well, I think maybe what I'll do is is describe those three first, because sometimes people walk into wanting to write a book with kind of stars in their eyes, and they think they're just going to sit behind a typewriter, and they're going to write books, and the publisher is going to pay for it, and, you know, it's just going to be this dream life, and- Sometimes there's, um, you know, the expectations are not realistic or just we don't know what we don't know. Right. And so the difference between traditional publishing is where a publisher pays for everything. You do not pay for any production at all. You do not pay for any marketing, any, you know, they, you know, do all sorts of promotion for you. And uh, they keep the, they are buying the rights to your content. Mm-hmm. So they're the investor and you are the talent. Yes. And, and just, uh, just to give you an example, those 40,000 books that Multnomah Press sold, we made $21,000 on that 40,000 copies. That's 50 cents a book. The uh, 10,000 copies are really the 8,000 copies that we actually sold for right. any donation of $8 or more, which is the way we did it. Some people pay, put a 20 in, some people put a hundred in, some people put five in and took a book. So, um, but from that, we made right around $40,000. That's mm. $5 a book compared to 50 cents a book. So what you're seeing illustrated there is whoever takes the risk is the one who makes the profit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and with the traditional, the other thing I want to notate here is like the value that traditional publishing used to bring was so much more than it is today because they would get you in all the bookstores and people went to bookstores to buy books and they would get you in the advertisements and Now, what we see is this big shift towards buying books on Amazon and buying books online and buying books through podcasts, podcasters who, you know, say you should buy this book referral and social media. And so the traditional value that they used to bring, I think has really diminished to this point of like, why would I sell the rights to my book? If you can't really promote my book in a way that's going to bring all this extra value to me, because I'd have to sell millions of books to make that 50 cents worth it at the end of the day. But I do hear this big pro that you mentioned, which is they pay for everything up front. So valid. Okay. So that's traditional. Let's move on now. And let me just say too, that today, all these 36 years later in being in this business, I have watched it go from, they pay for everything to a place where now in order for them to even consider you, you have to bring with you this huge following so that they're guaranteed to make money on it. Well, 
If right? you have to do that, why do you need them? <laughs> exactly. Which is, to, that's the point I got to is I was like, okay, if I'm really going to write a book eventually, what does this really look like? And I had publishers that knocked on my door and they're like, right. we'll take you and come to find out like, well, of course they'll take me because I'll be able to pay for myself. Exactly. <laughs> I have the audience behind it. And so I thought, okay, that for the first thing for me was the first discernment alarm that went off of like, there's something else to this, these other options. So share with us the next option. Okay. So I'm going to flip, um, rather than giving you the hybrid, I'm okay. going to give you the self-publishing option, which is pretty much where, you know, you can, it's a total DIY. You can write your manuscript. You can do whatever you want, whether you get it edited or not. You're the person that decides that you can go to Amazon or Lulu or book baby and upload the file. And you can even make your own cover and you can press publish and you can say, whoop, whoop, I'm an author. Yep. And the problem there is there's nobody at the gate. There's no gatekeeper to say, you're not ready. Just like that guy said, this needs a rewrite. If, if Amazon had been around back then, we could have easily have just gone straight to them and published something that was not excellent. Right. And, and that's, I mean, there's so much out there now that's just, you know, it's not edited. It's the covers look amateur, all of those pieces. And believe me, I've done that. My, my first actual, my first book, I did the cover. Oh, I cringe when I think about it. <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know. I'm a speaker. I'm more of a speaker than a writer. So I wrote like I talked. I didn't use any uh, of the techniques that good writers use when they're telling a story like dialogue and description and show don't tell. You do all of that, even in a true story, not yes. just in the novel. And so the, you know, I found out that, I, I mean, I went out there and went on 50 radio and TV shows with this book that was very poorly written, sure. but because no one else was saying what I was saying, I, they had me on, but then I got a chance to rewrite the entire thing and add all those elements. But the point I'm trying to make here is I did, I'm not pointing a finger at anybody who has uploaded their manuscript to Amazon and didn't get any editing because I've been there yeah. and I've been humiliated by it. And I learned yeah. from it. Yeah. I've done that too. I, and a lot of, some of my audience knows, I don't know if you guys know all of you, but I had written a journal a couple of years ago, three years ago now. And I did that. I self-published it. It's called with God, she rises. It's good but it's by no means excellent quality work. I paid 40 bucks for a cover from somebody on Fiverr and I made it myself ah, in Canva. It's yep. cute, but it's just cute, you know? And I think the benefit was no barrier to entry, pop that thing up there, slapped a random price on it. And, you know, I think we ended, I ended up making probably 500 to a thousand dollars all out, but it's like, it wasn't, it was fine. But, but what I would do differently this time, if I'm going to create something what Athena th said is key. She said, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And that is exactly what I'm here to tell all of you is nothing that you do in your business the first time, do you know what you're doing ever? And so find the pe person that you trust, the coach, the mentor, the book. Sometimes it can be a free re resource, but often it's not free because you're investing in someone else showing you the way and showing you the steps. And so as I sat you know, with Athena and learned more about 
not self-publishing, which there are pros to it. Like I mentioned, you get to keep most of the profit. That's a pro, but the quality that someone's receiving might not be, you know, up to par was, oh my gosh, Athena, I didn't know that I needed that. I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't know there were different levels of editing. I had no idea that this was an option. And so as we, I learned more about hybrid publishing, I started to learn a lot of things that I didn't know that I didn't know that I needed. Yeah. If, and when I was to write the book. So now let's talk about that. Okay. So, um, a hybrid, and that is a word that has really come into the existence in the publishing industry over the last maybe six or seven years. It used to be that a hybrid author was someone who traditionally published and then moved to self-publishing and does, and has books in both Mm. Um, models. Okay. Um, but now it has been, um, it's pretty much used for a publishing model that takes the best of traditional publishing and the best of self-publishing and, and melds them together right. so that you're, you have a team, you're not all a lone ranger and, and making decisions based on what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you're not, uh, you know, just writing, the way you want to write without any guidance and help and knowledge. Um, But you're also, because the hybrid publisher helps you to do all the things that a traditional, well, really a traditional publisher would not help you write your book. Just saying they expect you to have it done, edited Mm -hmm. all like good to go. But just the presence that a traditional publisher can bring and getting you into outlets and distribution and all of those things that a hybrid publisher offers that, but also offers the chance for not only you to invest in your own project, but own the rights, own, you know, the foreign translations, the um, movie, potential movie deals, the audiobook rights, all those things. You own all of that and you own the profit. So you make the profit rather than the little royalty. And let me just say, you were saying you have to sell a gazillion books in order to really make it at 50 cents a book. Um, One thing that most people don't know about a traditional contract is if they get you in the big box stores or Costco or Sam's Club or Walmart or or those, you know, where they sell 100,000 copies or they sell 150 or 200,000 copies. Well, in the contract, it says, if we sell your book at more than 60% discount, your royalty is cut in half. Mm. So you literally go down to like 25 cents versus 50 cents. Talk about, yes, ouch. <laughs> exactly. And I met a guy who had that happen to him and it was, he was very discouraged where he should have made, um, like $50,000. Wow. He made $5,000. So that was very discouraging to him. For sure. And I think it's the glitz and glamour of hearing like, oh, I've been picked up by a traditional publisher and seeing that name on the book that has us thinking it's so important, but truly what I, I discovered personally, and I think everyone can discern through this on their own. That's why we're having this open conversation with you. If it really ended up being just a vanity thing of like, so so, so what I heard you say, Athena, and correct me if I'm wrong, with hybrid publishing, you have, in essence, someone that would treat you as if you were in a traditional publishing deal. They help you write, brainstorm. There's even ghostwriters if you need help crafting the story. 
There's different level of editing that happens. And you even bring the promotion and the publicity to the table like a traditional publisher. Here's the difference. The author is paying you more so up front because they're going to retain all the rights in the future. Right. And they're going to retain a majority of, if not all of the profit, except the printing cost in the future. Is right. that accurate? That is correct. Okay. And so the, the whole idea there is, yes, you are just like you would invest to go to college and sure. to learn a new career. Mm-hmm. You invest, but then because you invest, you can say, this stays in my book. I don't care what anybody says. This is an important piece that I want to keep in there where a traditional publisher can just go, we're taking, we're taking that out because we don't want to make waves or whatever, whatever. And so to, to be with a hybrid publisher is where not only do you get the kind of feedback that is going to help you create a product that actually could win awards and could actually, you know, I'm not saying you'll be a New York times bestseller or any of that. I'm not saying that, but certainly Amazon, you know, being a number one, new release, number one, bestseller in your category, all those things that it's not just your mom and your best friend and your sister that are saying you're amazing because you wrote this book. It's actual people who don't know you and find value in the content because you worked with a team that has helped you make it the best that it can be. And that's with anything. You can start a podcast on your own and it can look a little ganky. Yeah. And it cannot do great or you can do it right. You can write a book and do it yourself and know that you're going to have to redo it in the future and make it a premium product if you're serious about it. This is with anything. And so I, 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 I used to be like, let's bootstrap and make things myself and duct tape them together and realizing the hard way that that never led to success in that thing. I had to invest almost every single time to learn to do something the right way. So now that you guys have heard the three different options, and of course there's pros and cons to each, you can do a combination you can say, absolutely not. I want to go with a traditional publisher and that's right for me. Great. It's between you and the Lord, obviously pray, but do do your research. So Athena, next question is what the heck do they do to start? How do you start actually writing a book? All right. Well, we are right in the middle right now of a write your book in five days challenge Fun. where we're giving all the tools to prepare you, all the things you need to think about to get it all put together so you know exactly where you're going. So when you sit down to write, you actually can write a 25,000 word manuscript in five days. Now we do those two or three times a year, but we also have um, some group coaching, some one-on-one author coaching where you actually work with one of our professional coaches who coaches for traditional publishers, as well as for us. So these are not just, I mean, anybody can call themselves a coach or an editor, just saying. Sure. And so the, we vet our coaches and editors to make sure we have great quality professionals who will be honest with you and just say, mm-hmm. you know what, you really are missing the, missing the boat here. You need to go deeper. You need to maybe think about rephrasing this. You need to add this element of engaging the reader. You need Uh to, you know, all the things that you wouldn't think of because that's not your thing. You know, you're not. So we need to, as the opportunity to actually take advantage of someone else's skill and what they know about writing 
in a way that's compelling and is going to actually make you look good instead of look like an amateur. That's so we have author coaching for someone who just has an idea in their head and they want to learn how do I do the, how do I structure this? Yeah. Is it a memoir? Is it a devotional? Is it a Bible study? Is it a self-help, but you know, kind of a nonfiction Christian living book? Is it, you got to figure that out and you got to figure out what your theme is and what your, what's your point? What are you trying to do with that? And then Mm -hmm. how are you going to engage your reader? And so putting all of that together one-on-one with a coach or in one of our challenges or trainings, or, you know, maybe you've already got a bunch of content from a bunch of podcasts that you did. Sure. Like some podcasters out there do monologues. And so you've already created all this content that you could take or a blog or whatever, and you could repurpose it. And a lot of times when it's the spoken word, you can't just transcribe it and paste it into a word document and call it good that the written written word and spoken word completely different. And so if you've got, let's say a bunch of content already, and you want to go through that and figure out, okay, what can we use to create either a call to action, like you mentioned, or something about your story, what, you know, God is calling you to write about. Mm -hmm. And that content and that, you know, basically talk to text is what it is because it's a verbal sermon or podcast or whatever that's turned into text in a Word document. That usually requires what we call a cooperative rewrite Mm. where it's not a ghostwrite because the ghostwrite, the the editor didn't have to sit you down and pull everything out of you and then write it in your voice. Mm -hmm. That is a very expensive proposition. But a cooperative right. rewrite, you've already got the content and that editor is going to work with you to fill in the holes, to fill in the blanks, to add value, to really make it a great product. That's great. So there's lots of resources for you guys listening in thinking, I want to start writing, but I'm not sure what to do from just right. And then if you decide to go with someone like Redemption Press, they'll help you and rework it. You'll have a lot of re writing to do or, and like, this was something I considered like meeting with a coach a few times first to help you get going on the right, in the right direction. Like even, you know, I ended up with like 11,000 words I was just writing and they helped me from the very beginning, just the editor of like, Hey, some things to think about as you structure and write moving forward. So that was really helpful. So I would encourage anybody thinking about starting to write, like just, even if you just grab an hour, like that is viable just to get you going in the right direction. Because again, you don't know what you don't know about maybe your structure is a little bit off or your idea can take a direction that you didn't see. And that might be great for you. Athena, if they're interested in the um, challenges, they can just go check out your website to see the next upcoming one, right? Yes. In fact, where we have most of that is at she writes for him.com. Right. And okay. that list is that lists our virtual events, our challenges, our, you know, retreat, all, all that. Perfect. But also I want to say that um, we have created a kind of some video training to help you understand the realities in publishing, because we just talked about a few things today uh-huh. to kind of dispel the myth or some of the things that we think we might know about the publishing industry, but we really don't know. 
And so that is realitiesinpublishing.com, which is something that we would love to be able to um, just, those are, it's free videos that kind of take you through a little education so you can understand kind of what, which direction you may want to go. Yeah. And then, I love that. Yeah. Then the she writes for him.com gives you all those events. Okay. And then lastly, a few of the blocks, I think that people face Athena that I'd love you to speak to first is I have no time to be writing a book. So that's the first one. And then the second one that I hear often is it's not the right time to write a book. What do you want to say to those two things that I know that my women might be thinking? Okay. Well, first of all, um, you know, I don't have time. I totally get that. Yeah. And there's a couple ways you can approach that. You can say, okay, let's see what content I do have. If God is really nudging you in that direction and you kind of feel like he wants you to do it, but you just don't humanly, you just don't see how you can pull it off. Well, it could be that you have some content that, so you're not going to have to sit down and write an entire manuscript that Mm -hmm. you can utilize and repurpose for maybe your first step in getting something out there that could either just minister to others or help in your, you know, brings some recognition to your business or whatever. Um, But I also want to say that the enemy, if you have something that God wants you to write, he is not going to be happy about that. And he is going, you are going to hear, who do you think you are? You don't have time to do this anyway. What? No, there's other, uh, someone else has written on that. And, you know, no, you, you don't, you don't have anything to say. So just forget that. And he, it's so amazing because when I get into a group of women who feel called to write, I'm telling you, they all are hearing the same narrative from the enemies. So what does that tell you? Mm. It works, right? It gets us to just go in fear. I don't want to do this. Mm. I don't want to be exposed. I don't want to, I don't want someone to, you know, find out this, you know, part of my life that was maybe really a hard time in my life where I made some bad choices or whatever it, you know, he's going to try and intimidate you into silence. Yeah. So my answer really on both of those is let's determine, is that reality? I mean, even if you took 15 minutes a day before the kids got up and you spent some time on, okay, God, where, where are we going with this? What do you want me to share? Do I have something I can use? Do I have to start from scratch and just Mm -hmm. really, you know, look at the obedience factor and see what he does with that, as opposed to just humanly trying to figure out whether you can do it or not. Because I feel like if you have a call and you have that where, you know, God's telling you, you're going to do it and you need to do it, then you know, start, 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 start yeah, somewhere. And, and when you start so often, when I start is when God can continue to mold those, meld those steps. So if you're like, I don't know if now's the time, you know, start, and then you'll hear from him on either go or wait as you move. I think at, when we sit in indecision, we just sit in indecision indefinitely. And so it's like, take some messy action and allow God to work through that to give you those answers that you're praying for. So this has been amazing, Athena. 
Um, you guys heard where to go connect with her at um, shewritesforhim.com and you can grab the freebie realitiesandpublishing.com. And Athena, you have a podcast as well. Um, share that with them. And then thanks for coming on and blessing us today. I learned so much. You bet. Um, the podcast is called um, the All Things Podcast based on Romans 828. And we know that God works all things together for good. So we, I interview my um, authors and always with that theme of how has God taken a bad thing in your life and worked together for good, just to encourage others to trust in his faithfulness that it may seem bad, but he's going to use it. He is always good all the time. I love it. Thanks, Athena. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having me on. It's been a delight. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? I'd also love it if you take 30 seconds for me and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, it lights me up to hear from you. Lastly, come on over and watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. You can watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15, 13. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.